This is Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm delighted to go digging for gold with you in the unmatched, powerful, restorative, and miraculous Word of God. On today's episode, we will be eavesdropping on a private conversation between two men who are dealing in espionage. Now, this is an Old Testament story, and I'm going to try to make it come to life to you today, because this story is not about just the two men who are talking, but it's about you as well. It's about those of you who feel alone, who are weary, exhausted, Maybe you're filled with fear. Maybe you're terrified at what's happening in the world today. My friend, this story is for you. So lean in and listen. Okay, these are the two men. Ahithophel, he was formerly one of David's closest advisors. He's now betrayed King David. He's turned his back on him. And Absalom was David's own son. So Ahithophel, I told you, one of David's former advisors, because he knew David so well, he had, you know, walked with him, talked with him, eaten with him, fought with him. Because he knew King David so well, he's giving advice to Absalom how to defeat and kill King David, his own father. So as I said, we're going to eavesdrop on this very horrific conversation this is what Ahithophel said. I would come upon him when he's weary and exhausted and terrify him so that all the people who are with him will flee. Then I would strike the king down alone. You might say, Carol, what does this ancient story have to do with me? My answer is only everything because you have an enemy just like King David did thousands of years ago as well. And he has spent time watching your life, discovering how to get you at your weakest. And your enemy, the devil, has a strategy of how to defeat you. And honestly, it's not that much different from that of Ahithophel's. Your enemy wants you to be weary and exhausted. He wants you to be terrified, to be filled with fear, and he wants you to feel alone, all alone. Because Satan knows that when you feel alone, he has a much better chance of being able to come after you and defeat you. Let me read that verse to you one more time so you can hear the strategy of the enemy. I would come upon him when he is weary and exhausted and terrify him so that all the people who are with him will flee. Then I will strike down the king alone. Statistics show that emotionally isolated people are more prone to depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, substance abuse, sexual addiction, and difficulties with eating and sleeping than those who are in a healthy community. My friend, you might feel alone, but you're never alone. You have Jesus, your advocate, your brother. You are never alone. Hebrews 13 verse 5 reminds us, I'd never desert you. I'll never forsake you. If you're experiencing 
aching loneliness today. This is your promise. Fight from a promise. Your heavenly father sticks to you like super glue. He was the first helicopter parent in all of recorded history. Just try to get rid of your heavenly father. It ain't going to happen. He's promised he would never desert you or never forsake you. You serve a God who ensures that you are never alone. You're not forsaken. He's with you. What a glorious gift. Now, The enemy would like you to believe that you are alone, but according to the Bible, which holds the eternal truth of the ages, you are never alone. And so when you feel alone, you must remind yourself that your feelings don't tell you the truth. My feelings are not George Washington. They do not always tell me the truth. This is what Jeremiah 17 verse 9 says. The heart is more deceitful than all else. It's desperately sick. Who can understand it? The heart is doesn't tell you the truth. Your feelings are not the litmus test for truth. So when you feel lonely, open your Bible and agree with the word of God. That's what I have to do. I don't have any better advice for you than that. When you feel alone, open your Bible and get your feelings to come under submission to the truth in scripture. You know, some days in life are just more memorable than others, aren't they? There are some events that have been seared upon our hearts in an unforgettable and a nearly tangible way. The the day that I sent each one of our five children off to college, oh, those days, they hold deep and ravaging memories for me as a mother. I cried for weeks leading up to their days of departure. I planned times without number. I wrote it down what my last words would be to each of them. I, I, I didn't know how to express 18 years of love, laughter, memories, you know, in, in, in one soliloquy. I, I just didn't know how to do it, but I had planned it. I, I wrote my ideas down. I wondered... Like, do you tell your 18-year-old, do you remind them to brush their teeth every morning? Should I tell them one more time the day they were born and what a wonderful day that was in my life? Should I talk to them about their spending habits or their moral choices? What would be my final words to this dearly loved child who'd grown inside my womb and was now leaving the family nest? Well, Because I love words, I had planned to say great, momentous phrases, but each time in the final moment, when I was looking into their blue eyes one last time, all I could get out between the heaving and the sobbing was this, I love you, read your Bible, it's all I could say. You know, I can't help but wonder if Jesus went through similar emotions when he knew that he was leaving his beloved children for the splendor of heaven. I can imagine that Jesus and his father had planned specifically what Jesus would say as he left his band of brothers, the disciples who had gathered around him as he was going to ascend into heaven. And Jesus, he was the wisdom of the ages. He didn't brag. He didn't flatter. He didn't make empty promises. He spoke simple but resounding truth to his disciples 
knowing that his final words would echo through the ages and would find their resting spot in your heart and my heart. And this is what Jesus said. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 20. The last thing Jesus said was, you're not alone. I I might be ascending into heaven, but I'm always going to be with you. What a promise he's made to us. My friend, you're not alone. No matter how loud the enemy yells, you are not alone. You are never alone. Now, knowing that the Bible says you're never alone, knowing that the Bible says he will never leave you or forsake you, when your heart, when your emotions insist that you are lonely, who is your heart listening to? The lie of Satan is able to speak to our feelings, but it is not a spiritual reality. You might feel alone, but you are not alone. The spiritual reality is that you're surrounded by God's love and care. Let's read from Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. Paul says, I am convinced. He doesn't say, I hope. He doesn't say, I believe. He says, I know that I know that I know that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Paul reiterates what Jesus has said, that he will never leave us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Don't allow loneliness to cause you to question the truth of God's word. If God's word says it, I believe it, and that settles it, and you are never alone. When those feelings of loneliness are an avalanche in your soul, I believe that there are a couple things you can do to gather yourself in the presence of God. Let's talk about one of those things. It's called worship. Psalm 22 verse 3 says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabits the praises of Israel. This word inhabits is the Hebrew word yeshav, and it means to dwell or to make one's abode. So God makes himself at home in our praise and worship. He puts his feet up and relaxes in the comfort of the songs that we sing. God dwells where praise is full and strong. He makes himself at home where his people worship. He tabernacles there. God enjoys the atmosphere of your worship concert. And so when you begin to sing, he shows up. Um, Loneliness is often a craving for more of God. That when you feel alone, what you really want is actually not people, but you want to know God more. You want to hear his voice. You want to be in communion with him. And so what you should do is worship him, 
break out into song when you're feeling alone. If you feel alone, don't feel sorry for yourself, but seek out your creator in all of his wonder. Sing the great hymns of the faith. Sing the modern worship songs of today. Sing scripture choruses. You know, one of the dearest parts of life this side of heaven is friendship with Jesus. What if God has divinely engineered seasons, not a lifetime, but seasons of detachment in the lives of believers so that we would begin to look for something beyond ourselves and beyond human companionship? Loneliness can be a powerful magnet that propels a woman or a man to seek God and to sing their song of praise. I do believe without a doubt that loneliness can actually be the gateway to greater intimacy with the Savior. So if you're feeling alone today, if you're feeling stressed out, I hope that you'll sing. I hope that you'll worship the Lord because I can guarantee you that He will show up. Well, thank you for joining me on A Jolt of Joy today. You know, at the end of every program, I always like to tell you just something about the ministry that I lead. And so today I'd like to talk to you about Version. It's an app on your smartphone. It's that little brown Bible. And it's a way to read the Bible and to discover powerful devotional content in Version. That's Y-O-U version. I have been able to write about 25 devotionals on YouVersion, and I'd love for you to join me on that platform. It goes out to believers in Christ all around the world. You'll find scripture verses there. You'll find great devotional content. And who knows, you might make a new friend or two. And also, I can't close today without reminding you that I love to hear from you, my listeners and my friends. So feel free to email me your comments, or your prayer requests at carol at carolmccloudministries.com. And as always, I'm praying that the joy of the Lord will fill your life and your heart today. I hope you'll join me next week on A Jolt of Joy.